3-2-3-0. With clever meme, with funny tweet, I'll never leave my office seat. Those who think they know what's right, listen on Sundays to NetHeads, all right? You've got to throw some cold water on this situation. Start talking about nerd stuff. You know, nerd culture is mainstream now, so when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. System activate. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker. It's a tech podcast. Tech podcast. But we are a sh ton cooler than your typical geek, giving you the info you need to achieve mega nerd status. Mega nerd status. Netheads. 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 You guys rock. And now, here's Will and Trent. That intro lies to you. I don't Full think it means to lie to you, but it lies to you uh, because it. There is no it, Trent is not there. Uh, who is there? Wait, who's there? It's me. It's yeah. me, Josh. This is amazing. This is the first time uh, we've done this on the Vidya. Um, actually, Josh Stifter has has uh, videoed videoed in with us because uh, Trent is on assignment in Logan. They've got a a big uh, movie festival, and he's heavily involved in that. So, a movie festival. Yeah, you know, uh, a festival where they play movies. Sweet. What 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 movie? What film festival is it? Oh yeah, film. That's what they call them. Yeah, Gosh, that like, movie festival to me sounds like what me and my buddies would do with like VHS tapes and a copy of Tremors two when we were kids in the basement. Like movie festival with Josh and Dan. Well, you know, I would have or um, I would have thought maybe it's the kind of thing where you buy a ticket in the morning. At the movie theater, and then you just proceed to weasel your way into oh. all the movies you want to see. Hell yeah! And that which I did as a kid, like all the time. The best part was, is if you did it smart and you actually picked okay, which movie do I see first? So that way it'll let out, and each subsequent showing will be close to the right start time. Well, when I was a kid in Minnesota, I don't know if it's like this in other places, but. You could get into any PG-13 movie, but you couldn't get into R movies. Like, you couldn't just buy a ticket for an R movie as a kid. Did you have that? Yeah, same thing. They'd, like, ID you. It, or... it was like that everywhere. I, I was, because of, like, Minnesota nice and Minnesota mom and everything. You always, I always think that people are more strict here than anywhere else. But, like, they would ID if you were under 17. So I remember getting a ticket to... Uh, what was that Will Smith movie where it was, like, a Western and... Wild Wild West? Wild Wild West. I got a ticket to that. We went and watched it, and then we snuck out and went and saw South Park, which we couldn't get a ticket to South Park. Oh, nice. So, but I didn't pay for South Park, obviously. No. And then I think we went we went and saw something else after that, but I don't remember what it was. Um, I, I'll never forget the one day. This is so sad. I had my mom drop me off for the first showing of Raiders of the Lost Ark, and this was sure. when the run had been pretty long in the tooth by now. Uh, but back then, it, it seems like there were less movies because, I mean, like Raiders of the Lost Ark would run for weeks and weeks and weeks. They and, went they went so much longer, though. Yeah. They totally did. It was not well, like two weeks in the theater and then gone. Yeah, and it makes sense, too, because uh, there isn't the same amount of uh, – there wasn't an aftermarket so much at that point. There was none. I in, I mean, rentals. Rental, yeah. like Blockbuster was the thing, and you'd wait a year and a half till you saw it. Yeah, and buying then, a movie was 
rare. My yeah. dad bought like one John Wayne movie. And I almost think that like the the pricing on on VHS. Anyway, my, I would have my mom drop me off for the first showing of Raiders of the Lost Ark, and then I watched it like four times. That's where I was going with that. I just didn't want to drop the story. Uh, but I, I almost feel like the uh, video, the movie industry was either somewhat resentful of the video rental industry or they were pricing in order to capitalize on the rental market because I That's wanted what it was. I wanted to own Raiders of the Lost Ark when it first came out and God bless my mother she paid a hundred dollars at the time I think for a VHS copy of Raiders of the Lost Ark that had yep, to hurt. I- yeah, Die Hard. I bought Die Hard on VHS, and granted, it was some weird, like, it was a widescreen version of it, which back then, there wasn't such a thing as widescreen on right. VHS. You got your normal whatever, and if you saw something with the with the, the bars at the top and bottom, you would say, like, why isn't it filling my TV? Like, Dad would get mad when he's like, why would you buy this shitty copy? It doesn't fill the TV. But I bought Die Hard like that, and I think it was like seventy bucks. Seventy you, bucks for a Die Hard VHS. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't pay for the whole picture. What's wrong with you? Exactly. Then I would try to explain to him that it's more. But when you're like ten years old, it's you can't explain to Dad why the to bars at the top and bottom. But now you're a grown adult with children, and we know this because uh, now that I see inside of the Mad Laboratory that you animate or do your stuff within, I notice yeah. that hanging from the lamp behind you appears to be a pair of nunchucks. There is. Those are from the kids. <laughs> That's amazing that you saw those. Those are my dad's. My dad is actually, he was a black belt, and one of the things he whatever mastered in was nunchucks and I stole them from him. I just love that there is now an opportunity that somebody visiting you, uh, you could actually say to him, you're lucky. I almost nunchucked you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So yeah, there's, wow. That's amazing that you saw that though. I have guitars, Simpsons toys and, uh, equipment for smacking people and possibly killing them. And I can't count how many times I've like racked myself in the nuts with those. It looks really good though. Whipping them across my room. Uh, For those that don't know, by the way, apologies, introduction, of course, uh, I'm Will. Mm -hmm. That's Josh. Josh Stifter uh, had the uh, Getting Sketchy podcast on uh, Smodco. And then uh, also you started uh, new endeavors since then, uh, but you're also an animator uh, and, and you're kind enough. You're one of the people that are nice enough to sit in uh, when Trent isn't here. And also, a, a, well, li- a lifelong to... friend of McRae. Who... Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. McRae and I have been friends since, man. I mean, he met Daniel's brother, Daniel, who's a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. He's been on, he was on Getting Sketchy, and I podcast and do make movies with him and stuff. Yeah, and he, he was... was he was the guy that would be part of the movie festivals when you were younger. Exactly. Yeah, 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 totally. And Daniel, was his. he had a little brother who was friends with McRae, so the four of us would hang out. And McRae and I were kind of like the friends that would sleep over at the house. So we used to sleep on the same couch. And Well, that's just a touching story. Yeah, our parts in the middle. I think McCray is the way he is because of what I made of him. Because of you know a, I mean? like, like, a hel- like... I hel- made him a man, is what like, I'm saying. Because of like through helmet touching in the middle of the night and such? Yep. Yep. Like, it, maybe that's what Dick Docking actually originally started as. Anyway, it's- so... Yep. Uh, actually, I really want. I'm really glad you uh, you opted to sit in uh, one because uh, we're able to do a show this week. Uh, but the other sure. reason too is because I have, uh, as always, I follow you on Twitter, of course. And one of the things I've noticed 
is that uh, you have gone the route that I see a few people going, and that's where you've you've entered into the world of Patreon. So I thought it would be it would be interesting. At least I find it. I think it will be interesting if you were to kind of tell us what it is you've done and what you've found doing it. Because uh, for those that don't know, Patreon is a service you can sign up for, and basically it allows people to subscribe to you. Uh, they can, uh, like you know, just like buying a magazine subscription or what have you. Uh, you can uh, contribute to a person and an artist, and and then like you give them stuff before everyone else. Or I don't know what it is. But that's why I should shut up and let you talk. <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, the thing is, it, I've been doing stuff like animation and whatever for a long time. Not and for YouTube or whatever. I've always kind of just made stuff, and most of it's just for me. I make what I want to make. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just. I've always kind of lived by because I also work a full time job, so I have this sort of mantra of just do whatever the fuck I want to do. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pander to anything else because I just want to make stuff uh, that I find funny. So basically, what was happening was I was putting stuff out online on YouTube or Newgrounds or on my own website, and it just kind of fell flat because my friends would watch it, my family would watch it, and a few people online would watch it but I wouldn't hear anything back and no one seemed to really care. I didn't have this. I didn't have a bond with anyone, if that makes sense. Yeah. Definitely. And I, th- and, and I started to think about it. I'm like, if I, w- when I watch something for free online, do I have any bond with the people who make it? No, it's just, I, I watch it and then I walk away from it. So uh, a few months ago, I was working on the short film called chum. It's a little, I, I rented a camera that I wanted to try shooting like a kind of a fancy, uh, 4K, if that if you guys know, it's a tech podcast, right? Everyone knows what yeah, 4K yeah, means, yeah. I assume. So it's a 4K camera, kind of high end. It's the Canon C300. And we rented that, and I got a crew together, like 10 guys. Um, and my wife was the, the, the craft services, and which sounds super sexist. It's not meant to at all. She just is really good at cooking. And if I had tried to be craft services myself, no one would have eaten anything. So All my right. wife came There's out. There's a box and- of Cheerios, <laughs> some ding-dongs. Good luck, y'all. Exactly. I seriously, I'm the worst cook in the world. Bowl of M&M's. Big bowl of I, M&M's. Exactly. I'm just like, keep working, fuckers. Like, we don't eat until we're done, and then you get McDonald's on your way home. You pay. I got to tell you, uh, if I may interject for a moment. Oh, um, you totally can. I cashed in a card uh, near the end of the run of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And I got to go visit the set of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And, oh, fuck yeah. But And this is so sad. I don't know if this is just the fat guy in me or what, but uh, the first thing that I was utterly <laughs> amazed by was all of the stuff on the craft services table. That's so fucking funny. That's amazing. Because I, I've had those experiences too, especially when like me and my friends all made shitty movies together since we were kids like that's what i've done is always just made movies with my friends and then i went to an actual like big movie set with lack of a better term big movie set in minnesota which isn't that big but still treated more like an actual movie set than what i was doing and they had fucking food i was like who's paying for this food like i i looked at the person running the table and just was like so how how much do i owe you they're like nothing it's this comes with being here yeah it's like, amazing it's just, what... <laughs> and when you see there's like in some places they even have a person that's like 
cooking. It's like, the, you know, here, hey, are you, would you like a crepe today? We're, we're doing crepes. It's like, wait, you're doing what now? I mean, and actual it, film people, like the people in the industry, get pissed when it's not there. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I was there going, like, look at all this food. And people are going, like, yeah, but they didn't have any Skittles. Like, what the fuck kind of craft service is this without Skittles? Wow. So, anyway, my wife did craft services. So I was shooting, this is a way, I got way off topic. This is a way of saying I was shooting this short film and I had a friend behind the scenes shooting us, just fucking around, just making the movie, just doing what we do. And I'm like, wait, what am I, what do I do with this? Like no one sees behind the scenes for a three minute little B horror movie, right? (laughs) As long as it's like two hours worth of behind the scenes footage for a three hour or for a three minute movie, I'm down. Bring it on. And that's what I was that's what I was like excited about. I was like, I I want people to see all of this, this massive amount of production that goes into a three minute movie and all the stupid shit we had to do to get a take that only takes you uh, half of a second of watching. Like there's a scene where I got in this giant monster costume and my friends pushed me underwater and then I had to jump out out of the water, like soaked in foam, almost dying, gagging on the lake water. And I'm I'm like, this is what goes into movies. This is really awesome. But no one ever sees these takes. You only see that little tiny clip that's actually in the movie. And it just popped into my head like what if I show this to everyone? Like even before the movie's out, what if I just start showing people and you get to see production from beginning to end and then you watch the movie. I remember at one point, Kevin Smith talked about putting out the script for either Yoga Hosers or Moose Joss. Like one of the movies, he was going to put out the script for it. And I was like, holy fuck, that's genius. Like I would love to read the script and then go see what it became. Mm Mm-hmm. Granted, that terrifies any studio because the studios don't want people to get an idea in their head. They don't want spoilers to go out. They don't want it to become a big mess. My stupid fucking three-minute movie, I don't care. Right, exactly. So so then I just decided, you know what? I'm going to do this, but it's so much content and it takes so much time that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it on Patreon and charge a dollar. Like, it's a dollar a month, and you get to see everything I do that month. That's pretty cool. The really cool thing is my family has always been really into my stuff, but never really paid attention. It's always just been like, ah, Josh made another thing that's got blood in it because that's what I do. And so Patreon has been this awesome way that my family was the first supporters. They subscribed for a buck or five bucks or whatever. And now all of a sudden I'm getting phone calls in the middle of the night from my mom going, what if you did this? Or like, I love that thing you posted tonight. I just saw it. And I'm like, mom, go to fucking bed. Hang <laughs> I mean, on. And I'm trying to, but, uh, you remember you got, you remember the new grandkid? I got, I got to sleep. Goodbye. But with that being said, it actually kind of excites me. It's like, you know, these people for 31 years, I've been trying to impress. They're finally fucking impressed. <laughs> so. That's a really because cool, fa- but the, the best uh, part is that you, you're now saying, I, I think it's, it's kind of an important step. And it's one thing I know. I've looked at for for netheads, not not through the uh, I don't want to say the hubris that we could quote unquote stick it to them one more time, uh, but I mean in the sense that it it sort of is your way of saying, 
You know, when it all comes down to it, this stuff that I'm doing, I know I've given it away for free, but the truth is I find that there is some value here. I What I'm doing is worth something. You know what? Eventually, you can get it uh, like everybody else, or you can say, I don't care about this. Or if you want to say, yeah, Josh, I think your time is worth something as well, I could throw a dollar at you or $5 at you a month and, and get to see like anything I want. I think that's a cool idea. I just don't know how it would translate for us since Trent and I half the time can't even get together to do one thing, let alone many things to add value, quote unquote, behind the scenes or in a subscription service. Uh, my question sure. for you, though, is since going on this endeavor, have you uh, uh, received uh, anything from uh, subscribers? Have you had any members, subscribers, whatever the, the language is for it, uh, where suddenly you realize, wait a minute, this isn't somebody I know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a bunch of people who, uh, not a bunch, a handful. I mean, I only have 20 subscribers or something like that. And maybe like... A quarter of those are family, you know, so like five or six family members. Well, you know, and then I, a few I, people who a few people who are have been like fans of Flush Studios for a while. And then a couple people I didn't I don't know. Like I have no idea who they are. I mean, besides through Patreon. And like on Patreon now I've kind of gotten to know those people. And especially because the, the thing that I like about Patreon is I've always had this mentality of like I wanna make the thing that I wanna make, but I wanna make the thing that people want to see me make as well. I'm fucking this up kind of, but there's things that I like to do. Like I like to make grindcore music. I don't know if anyone gives a shit about grindcore music, so I don't always post it or do anything with it because it's a, it's a very uh, niche little audience. You know, Josh, I don't uh, mean to sound pretentious and once again, interrupt you, uh -huh. but I have to say uh, the thing that, that I'm surprised you haven't hit on is that, uh, you? This, this is the hey, big daddy, easy. <laughs> oh. No, it's actually that uh, even though it's stuff that you like to do, uh, what you're really doing now, what it sounds like to me is you're at the point where you're in a way uh, both establishing that there's value what you do, but you're also now reaching out or putting out something for the people like you that would enjoy this. Exactly. I'm finding my specific audience and my audience is learning to enjoy what I want to do more. So it's like uh, my mother-in-law is one of my my Patreon subscribers. She's like one of my family members who who subscribed right away to help out or whatever. And she loves it. She's been super into it. But she's like, I don't know why you have to cuss all the time. Like, why do you have to like say fuck and stuff? I'm like, what? Because that is me, woman. You hear me all the time. Like, there's not a Christmas where I don't say fuck. Like, it, it that's my life. And it, it's somehow she's like, come around to it. You know what I mean? Like, now she's like, oh, that is what you do. You're right. Uh, and it's because I don't censor myself. That's That would be the opposite of me. I'm not a censorer. And I do this comic that is basically the idea was to do the... The equivalent to like the Sunday funnies that is like average Joe comics. The Sunday funnies were always like the average guy. If it was the darkest, most depressing Sunday funnies ever, it's called I'm Awful. Thanks for asking. And it's basically like the most. Oh, so it's set in the Batman v Superman universe. 
Yeah, basically. Yeah, that it is Batman. If Batman wasn't like, you know, being Batman and fighting crime and he worked an office job and was just like, I hate my life. I want to die. Like, it's the most suicidal, awful. Like, he's got a cat named Satan at, that he hates. And like, the character is just he's John Arbuckle. If if John Arbuckle was like constantly trying to find a way to get out of work by like having someone beat his ass so oh, he could go wow. on and like that kind of stuff. It's very, very depressing and amazing. But my family, it's the kind of jokes I make like at get togethers and with my family because I'm that guy who makes the awful joke at, you know, Thanksgiving dinner. But they like it now for so, like because they're seeing my thought process and why it's happening. And that's what I wanted. I wanted people to get more than just like, here's a fucking cartoon I put out. Because the more, more goes into it than that, I think. You know, the other thing that I, I think I want to uh, understand is at what point did you say, decide, okay, well, I've been putting them out and I've been putting them on a site and then there's nothing there. Or I don't want to say that there's nothing there. Hold on. What I'm saying is just like though you, like you said, it's kind of a hit and move on type of thing. So at what point did you decide, okay, I'm going to I'm going to add subscription options to this? At what and what so, what drove no, that a, specific choice? I think it really comes from the fact that it's like I'm not really gaining anything putting it on YouTube. Now, and especially once the YouTube shit came out that they were going to um basically cut off payment to people who were doing the big censor uh, uh, the, the big censor content <laughs> yeah yeah no it's and, the, it's this recent uh which for, i wasn't making any money on youtube anyway but i still was like fuck that I'm, this is the beginning of the end i'm i'm just gonna do my own thing oh well that's a good idea then and, and you know what i totally get it even though we are on youtube right now uh, because uh honestly i don't care about monetization through youtube it's just to me another distribution channel it's another point that we can people can be aware of it's another opportunity to add specific uh, content tags to try and hit on search engine option optimization uh for the file to try and get awareness out that's all i use it for it's a marketing tool uh at sure. most uh, because i mean god look at the image quality you're you typically getting from us clearly we don't care about the product um <laughs> But uh, but I could get get moving it to a service uh, outside of that, you know. And the thing that I've never understood is how the YouTubers that are successful, where they uh, make their money from, uh, because honestly, I assumed, uh, and and for me, the monetization portion. Well, I guess you would need to be able to run ads to be monetizable. Uh, I always thought that they got to a certain level, so that made them like uh, attractive for ads that could run on their shows, but I always figured that it was also other types of content deals or distribution or even ownership, if you will, and management was the place where they were getting their money from, really. It's like, okay, well, uh, X company's going to come in and they're going to throw this many dollars or they're going to buy your uh, content so they're the ones that'll make money on it somewhere else, and uh, you're just gonna get here's sponsorship sponsorship for your channel kind of thing. I didn't think they actually made money on the ads that run on their on their content. Well, they well yeah, when you monetize, you actually you make money from YouTube. Like the 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 big guys make money directly from YouTube because you mo you can monetize it, and YouTube will literally pay you. Well, but, yeah, but I mean, like, how many people? 
really get to see that how many people oh yeah it's like it's like seven like it's i mean i'm being sarcastic but it's very very few and even the ones that especially in animation it's fucking impossible like the guys who are the best of the best psychic pebbles harry partridge these amazing animators these guys can't live off of it like they can't do it because they can't make enough content to stay afloat and just live day to day off of youtube then how does some British guy uh, sit around and do a, a YouTube video a day of him running around doing projects in Minecraft. How does he quit if, his day job? And he's getting. And that's the problem. That's exactly the problem. And that's why I was like, I can't even like, I don't even want to start trying to wrap my head around it. You know what I mean? Like part of me goes, how can I be that guy? How can I do that thing? How can I be part of this system? And then, the reality is, why? Why fucking do that? Why not just, you know, do what I want to do? It's not going to have to be fucking Minecraft videos once a week. Instead, I can make, you know, put up footage of the behind the scenes of my movie that I want to show people. Stuff I actually want to show people. And if I make a couple hundred bucks a month because people spend a dollar a month, I'm fucking happy as a pig and shit, and I can still keep my day job. You know what I mean? Yeah, there you go. Well, and and, so, and honestly, I I get that because like even if it were just one dollar a month, uh, to me that would be worth being able to see something as simple as you sitting there and drawing out like storyboards for something. Because and that's the that's exactly the stuff I'm posting. Is right now I posted an animatic for uh, Chum, the movie that I the it's a short film I'm doing, and I've been posting animatics for. I did a I did a movie called Dad Movie. Well, it's called Ten Things You Learn in the First Year of Being a Dad. Um, I did it for a little film festival, and I posted the animatic for that and the final movie, and you can compare the two and see how much changes between the two. And then I did a movie with um, Josh Rausch. Uh, the guy who does the uh, the Babylon audio and other things, Babylon audio and stuff. Uh, I did a movie with him, and we got Michael Parks and Harley Quinn to do a voice for it, and that's going out to film festivals right now. But eventually, once it's kind of out there and stuff, I'll start posting behind the scenes. I did some streams while I was animating it that I'll post or stream. I recorded my computer while I was animating, and I'll post that plus animatics, plus, like, script revision stuff, storyboards, all of the shit that you just don't get to see that goes into making something like that. But you see, that's, uh, to me, uh, that's the kind of stuff I love. And as an animator, I can completely understand how you could easily cash in on that, especially since that absurd uh, advertising trend that started of a whiteboard a dry erase marker animations being used to uh, to support the message that's being conveyed in the ad. You know what I mean? Uh, sure. So, and, and I would literally watch several moments of these stupid things only because it's kind of cool seeing somebody draw something. I'm amazed sure. by the process of creation. You know, I saw somebody, uh, they, they posted uh, a tweet, I think it was, and in it was the image of, let's just say it was Iron Man. Somebody had painted Iron Man, and they said, I love painting. And, I, and at that moment, I was just amazed, not because somebody painted something. People do that all the time. But there was just one minor detail where clearly the light source that this uh, imagined image uh, was created using 
was off to the side, but there is a moment of intensity from it that happens on the side of Iron Man's helmet. And I was just looking at the, the uh, uh, what's the term, Grade, gradation that had to sure. go in to uh, taking white and blending it in with the red to create that effect. Uh, of, yeah, 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 totally. Of art, that of, sh- that, yeah, the lighting effect that you get from, yeah, the gradient that's in there. Yeah, yeah. This, I mean, the, I mean, and they created uh, this amazing uh, thing that I can't even imagine how to do. And I would have loved seeing that get painted. I don't know why. It's just, it's amazing. Maybe it's because it helps kind of inform me. The same way. Anytime uh, I've hired somebody to come fix something, I also watch them to see what they do because it teaches me something about the process, makes me a little smarter. It's it's why cooking shows are so popular. It's because people want to see the things that they they want to be a part of. Like art is something we all look at and relate to, whether the art is a fucking awful movie or, you know, Picasso or whatever it. There's everyone likes art. It's funny. Like I was at a comic con today. I'd had a panel or a, a, a table at this comic con sort of uh, pushing my Patreon. And the second that I talked about making film, people would walk over and be, or I would, someone would walk over to my table and be like, what do you do? And I'd be like, and they literally say it like that. What do you do? What, what you do? Why, what why, you are, why are you worth my time be- talking to you? Why exactly. You and I'd be like, I'd be like, I make movies, I'm, I'm starting this Patreon, and I do this, and I, I'd start explaining, doing my little spiel about what the Patreon shows, and the second I started talking about, like, you can watch me do this, I saw their faces light up, like, what? I can watch someone make movies get made? It's not just, like, there in front of me, and... The thing is, like, everyone has watched a movie, obviously, and everyone likes movie. It's kind of, speaking of McCray, this is the funny thing from the last con we did when we, we were pimping Tim the Terrible. McCray would just walk up to people and like, hey, you like movies? And their faces were always just like, yeah, fucking everyone likes movies, you idiot. <laughs> and then he'd send them over to my table. <laughs> Which I didn't have the balls to do that. I wish. he was McCray was actually supposed to come today and he had to, he had to uh, uh, take a shift. But it would have been amazing because he's so good about just like walking up to people and going like, Hey, you like things? Go to that table. They got things. Well, but you know, uh, when, when you're a person who's had your penis shown on, on, uh, you know, that is true. You you have very little to hide from beyond that point is what I'm saying. Uh, exactly. (laughs) So he, so he'll whip his, uh, no, he doesn't do that. He, he, he'll, the equivalent at a comic con to whipping your penis out is walking up to people and going, Hey, you like movies? Like <laughs> it's as awkward and uncomfortable as showing your penis. Well, still, if you're out, if you're out hustling, uh, for the, um, uh, strip club, if you will, uh, you know, they're the doorman trying to encourage people in it, You do have to just have a certain amount of caution. You're willing to throw to the wind in order to exactly. And I don't have that caution. So I did still like, I was like, eh, I, I make movies and blah, blah, blah. But I, it was really cool when I learned today, like as I was doing it, I started to kind of feel out what my spiel was for the Patreon. And when I finally found it and hit it, I, I realized it was like, people want, People want to know that they're going to see behind the scenes. Like people want to know that 
they're going to get to watch the movie being made and then watch the fucking movie. Like that's exciting to people. Well, and then, they've, never, they've never seen that before. That has never happened in their lives. Well, except well, they come a little close with like Blu-rays with some you know, but you've already EPK watched stuff. the movie. You don't you don't watch the behind the scenes before you watch That's the true. movie. That's true. You don't put them ahead. It's almost like you're the show leading up to the show. The big reveal. Like the 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 final episode, the like season finale, if you will. Is the product. To watch the movie. Oh, wow. Exactly. See, that's a great concept. But even in this discussion, you've made me realize uh, that that <clears throat> that even like, well, what could I offer? I don't know that it's anything you want, but you like you even mentioned cooking shows. People like to watch them. Uh, honest to God. And, and I don't mean for this to be a commercial, even though it's going to be Go at netheadsonair.com. Click the blue apron logo, because, uh, Josh, I realize every single night. I utilize this box of, of fresh ingredients with uh, easy-to-follow instructions and meals made in, in 45 minutes to an hour or less uh, with with uh, locally sourced fresh items to guarantee that it's good, healthy food. Uh, every night I do this because it's so convenient and easy and I think affordable given how much food we would throw out from grocery store shopping that, uh, that I could actually utilize – something like that stupid Google Glass that I won't get rid of, and I should just literally video myself making like that Blue Apron meal every single night and just document the process, and then I could put that out there and come up with a catchy name for it. Sure, it's like Blue Balls. Well, I was thinking more like Blue Aproned, like as in past tense, because... It uh, what about like something with Blue Balls in it? I uh, think if you got if 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 like on your counter at home you have like two blue balls. It's like your salt and pepper. Do you have to put salt and pepper in there? You gotta get two dude, blue. I can tell you've never used blue apron because if there's anything you do many times on this process, it is salt and pepper to taste. I am now convinced that oh. in order to achieve any success in my life, I just need to make sure I consistently salt and pepper to taste. <laughs> I, I, I think that that is completely true, and I know that because both of my kids came from a lot of salt and pepper, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, because you pushed it. You pushed it I real don't know. good. I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, oh, that, <laughs> yeah, that is what it was. I pushed it. Uh, I, I think blue balls, you get a salt and pepper shaker with two balls. They're two balls like salt and pepper shakers. They're blue. You use those. Bing, bang, bada boom. Every day you film it. There you go. New show. Blue Apron Balls. Blue Apron Balls. Uh, yeah, man. I My my uh, sister-in-law always fucking sends me these Blue Apron videos on our, like, we're Snapchat buddies, whatever you call it. Uh-huh. And she sends me snaps of her Blue Apron stuff. I'm like, God damn, that looks good. It's so, it looks so fucking amazing. I, but know, I don't have it. I'm, I'm a poor guy, so I don't have that kind of stuff. I'm an I'm an animator. What am I? What, you think I got money for blue balls apron? Well, it's funny you mention it because I do uh, on a regular basis. I do actually take a picture of the meal card and the food that I made because then what I do That's is I cheaper than what I what I'm paying for food. Well, <laughs> I, be amazing. well I don't know if it is, but I use that uh, in order to also use the link for for getting blue apron because I think you get like. $30 off your first order if you use our link. Sure. And it's actually uh, not that expensive. I looked I totally was looking into it cuz she sent me that saying and I was like, "Ooh, fucking rich people eating rich food." She's like, "It's not. Look at this." And she no. sent me the price. I'm like, 
not that much. It's ten dollars per serving per person, and and like yeah. so so for us, it's a little more expensive. We're on the family one, so that means we're getting enough for four people. But like, let's say you even, and this is the one thing I want to remind people: uh, when you have kids, one thing you frequently find is that until they get up to a certain age, they're just not eating the same food that you do. You can try. Nope. Like uh, this meal, this was a uh, wonderful one. Took a picture of it. It's it's lemon and uh, lemon. What? Hold on, lemon brown butter catfish with crispy smashed potatoes and creamed spinach. We just made that tonight. I actually made this meal myself, uh, and it was uh, it was quick and easy. And, and best of all, you the one thing I also find that I like about cooking is that it uh, it gives you time just to. To be yourself, if you will, it kind of removes you from all the bullshit. And uh, while you're doing the task oh, of cooking, you can free you jo your while you make the food. I no, yeah, okay. I don't add the second secret sauce. <laughs> but uh, no, it just gives you time to think and reflect. Uh, anyway, sure. netheadsonair.com. Click the blue apron uh, logo. The food is uh, fra- fast, fresh, and and easy and delicious. Uh, and, nice. and I'll tell you it. At $10 per serving, I, I kid you not, uh, I've looked at it. We go to the grocery store less often, and our grocery expenses haven't gone up. So we're still spending about the same amount of money, right? Maybe be even saving a little here and there because I'm more involved in cooking, so we're not eating out and all that crap. Don't you dare. I know what you were thinking because I said that. I wasn't, Don't you I dare. Was at, I was going to go in a completely different direction, but now I have to make a pussy joke. No, don't even say that. <laughs> so, Josh, I got to tell you, you brought it up. Um, I, I have a question. Everyone. Did you think there would ever come a time in our lives where, uh, first of all, we would have thought that the worst thing we could possibly hear is a candidate bringing up a sex tape only to have that ante up the way it has this week. Did you really think that American politics could come to this? I'm I'm going to be completely honest. I don't pay any attention. And here's what like I I know exactly what you're talking about. Like I paid enough attention to Well, in a social media area, you really can't Facebook, not. I, I've heard the grabbing pussies and all of that stuff. But at this point, it's gotten so far that I, Honestly, I don't it doesn't feel like politics. Like it feels like we're watching TMZ and I can't care. I can't because I I grew up when politics came down to actual politics and I grew up during like punk rock eras. And I I, like now I'm just I'm so mind fucked by what's going on that I'm like, I I don't even know. I don't know what's going on. I have no idea. Like this is the (laughs) shittiest season of the apprentice i've ever seen exactly that's exactly what it feels like i'm seriously sitting here go like it feels like big brother it feels like big brother there you go well played sir it's 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 fun to watch but these people aren't gonna run the. there's no way if they run the country it's it's just gonna fall apart so i can't i can't pay attention to it i just want it to play out and I want to be done with it. We have and I want a, to see. I, I think Bill Maher, Mayor. I don't know who said it. It doesn't matter. Uh, but it's true. We we've John had. Mayer. We've it may have been John Mayer. We've had <laughs> we've had bad presidents, and we have survived them. So, uh, not voting for one of the candidates isn't a, a reason to not vote for the other as well. If you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, my whole thing about this that I, I would hope and pray would happen 
because it, it would be the only thing that might allow me to believe that the future will be okay. Uh, because uh, obviously we're talking about the big Trump tape, and now we're we're on the eve of the uh, next presidential debate. The only way this works, and the only way I have faith restored, is if both candidates go into that debate and they just talk the issues. See, and that's what I. No, I want. Here's what I want. I want like. 15 minutes where they just go back and forth with all of this stupid shit. Like, it's just, it is like literally the stupid shit. And, and I want to hear that. But, and we see them, and we see them going at each other too, verbally, but the whole time it's but just honestly, a Star Spangled Banner being played. Oh, that'd be amazing. See, that would be even better. And all you could do is try to lip, lip read, and you're like, how many times did they say pussy? I just don't know. I, I just heard, I know I saw Hillary say pussy there. But I, honestly, I want I just want her to go up and be like, he said he's going to grab women by their pussies. He said pussy. Like, to me, that's insanity. Is it? That's like, it's crazy th- that we have someone who, what was it, like 2005? Okay. Now, I, I am not. It's not even that. That's 10 years ago. I mean, it's, it's a little more than 10 years ago. It's like, whatever, 10 and a half years ago. Dude said he was grabbing women by their pussies. Well, no, that- no, no. He's saying he's saying that as long as you're a star, you can get away with stuff. And he was using that he, as an exaggerated he example. Literally said grabbing pussy. Well, yeah, he did. He did. Heard pussy said. I have dreamt of a world where people say pussy the way I say pussy. Uh, you apparently say it a lot as well. <laughs> and I'm going to. But now it's coming in a, it's like in a negative like because the, she should come out and say that's negative. That's bad. You shouldn't be saying that. That's sexist. Well, but awful. you know, I mean, here's my thing. I, I mean, I got a lot of problems with this entire election year, uh, and some of them you may not expect. Like, I got a real problem with the media, and it's not because of uh, you know the fact that they're covering one thing or another, but it's the the choices that are being made. It clearly shows that the media isn't uh, in indifferent, not indifferent, but impartial because oh, oh every God. single Insanely. ad, even if it's one, even if it's a, a, a um, article that is that is just saying what Trump did that day, they literally are picking the worst possible images of Trump to use. Right. Sure. Uh, yeah. and, which they don't do as much for Hillary. So, I mean. Clearly, there's a bias, and and I got a big problem with that. Uh, I'm also a, a little disappointed because one of the things I've always rooted for would be the as much as possible everyman politician or somebody that at least wasn't a politician running for president. And and now uh, this has taught me something. There's a reason why there are career politicians because you clearly have to play a certain game to be able to succeed as you get into the upper levels. Uh, so, kind of, But the ev- the everyman politician and Donald Trump are two very, very different things. I, I agree. And, I you know, I, I, I've talked very heavily uh, in past shows uh, about him. And I think now that uh, we've kind of hit this wall that we've come to, um, I, I just... I, I don't I, in many ways I don't want to talk about it. My wife, uh, I don't I don't talk like this is li- this is the most I've talked about it ever probably. Well, but that's because like ten minutes because I don't I don't like I don't care to talk about it with people except for my wife. But that's like 
whatever. I mean, you know, like you talk to your wife about anything. Yeah. So. Well, except, uh, you know, uh, sometimes certain areas may have issues and I don't tell her about that. Nobody wants to hear about that kind of stuff. Um, sure. But, yeah, I uh, so. You cry in the corner. You get past that. Yeah. And- so I I have issues with the media. I have issues um, that unfortunately I got a lot of problems with you people. But but that's what you sound like, Will. You sound like well, uh, you know uh, the thing that uh, the George thing. Dad. Well, no, it's just that there are there are certain things that uh, certain messages that uh, now that we're at this point in the game are, are lost. Uh, for example, I think it's very important to remember, uh, you know. That it was the American people, and yes, they are registered uh, members of the Republican Party. Uh, So, you know, people are saying, you know, the Republican Party has nothing to blame but itself for Donald Trump. Uh, However, uh, regardless, there was a certain sector, enough to maintain a majority uh, that agreed with the things that Donald Trump said. So we, I think we all need to stop and remember that this is still our democratic system at work. So uh, regardless of what's going on, we all still have to remember this is the the elected uh, official uh, that's running for president for the Republican Party. So uh, sure. as such, I, I don't know. I think there's a, like I said. I also don't think, I don't think it's going to affect him that negatively. I think in what our social media, like the, the social media of people that I see, it does. But I honestly don't think, it's as big of a deal as well. Yeah, I like, think I, I think he I think he uh, I, I think that the, the way things have transpired, uh, we're seeing the reality uh, of how this would have played out. I don't think the media and the people at Access Hollywood uh, and you know the WikiLeaks people and Russian hackers have to go to these extremes that seem to try and affect the election. I I think if. I think if we had just stuck uh, to matters of policy and yeah, yeah, yeah. and the like, I think this the the differences would have been enough for the American people to make the decision that that they felt they needed to make in voting for president. Exactly. Because let's face it, you cannot say somebody is uh, it can't be the president because they can be elected the president. Everyone could instead of voting for Trump, they could do a write-in, and if they just happen to pick the one name, boom. Uh, actually, I don't even know if that would work, uh, but uh, I don't know. I had a conversation about that recently. I don't, I don't think it would. I don't think that's the way it works. I don't think that's the way it really works at all. Uh, so I uh, don't do that. I don't think if we all just went Mickey mouse, Mickey mouse would become, well, he's not a real per. You have to be a I natural mean, it's irrelevant. citizen. I th- oh, good point. Good yeah. point. Uh, hold if on. we all voted for me, uh, by the way, I apologize, uh, for, uh, ignoring the Twitter, but, uh, the computer slowed down, but uh, it's good okay. to know that an hour ago, Ash Williams was trying to join in. Um, so no one is tweeting to me. So yeah, me either. So that's great, though. It's cool that we just uh, get to. We're right. It's Saturday night. What do you expect? I just wanted to make sure we I had love, an episode. I, I was I was on uh, the the YouTube while you guys were doing one two weeks ago or three weeks ago. You and you and Trent were doing a podcast, and Saturdays are so much better, man. Saturdays I, are. It really, and the only reason why we're doing it so late on Sunday or Saturday is because uh, it was a time that you and I could do this. But ordinarily, yeah, yeah, Trent and I shoot for like around noon or sometime twelve and noon on a Saturday, and it is. It's I I find the energy is a lot nicer because uh, honestly, I think the I I even like this time. Like for me, my energy is high now. Like I'm okay. I feel like I'm. It's fun. 
sometimes the like Sunday podcast. I mean, anytime Sunday, it always is. Like it's fucking Sunday. It's just uh, let's fucking watch. Sunday TV. is a day of mourning, is what it is, because <laughs> we're we're depressed that the that the weekend has been uh has been killed, and yeah. uh, we have to go back to work the next day. Uh, so yeah. so really, I think the only way I can I can have my belief in the American uh, election system reaffirmed uh, it would be if if both sides for God's sakes, could just come in and discuss the issues and stop trying and stop all the, the mud slinging. Cause clearly yeah. one is a hard target to hit and the other is an easy target to hit. And it's not benefiting anyone. Like I would love to see a straight up by the numbers, legit political debate where everyone actually uses their two minutes you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you got you got two minutes. Go. No, no. And like, then at two like minutes, it, when like, it ends, they're just like, "All right, there. That was my two minutes. Cool. Okay. I'm, like, I'm done. Like as if it were a a, a high school a political debate. debate? Club. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and it worked under the political rule. But you know, the only way we're we're going to have candidates that will shut up when the moderator tells them to shut up is if shock collars are used. Because if, oh my god, I would watch the fuck out of that if right now you were like shock callers this time they said like this night tonight whatever fox whatever is shock callers and it went like that like big deal shock callers at two minutes they get a shock and you know they'd be watching that clock like it was fucking gonna shock them i mean like do it well, i got i got 10 more seconds uh and and what no. if it what if it oh, were no. like in uh there was one episode of Doctor Who and they were playing this uh, version of chess that with each move uh the the uh, all the game pieces are electrified right and with each move you make the intensity and pain increases imagine if like every time you got shocked uh let you can't shock them for regular stuff but you can shock them for penalties and each subsequent one gets worse yes right? So that eventually they absolutely positively can't retort or anything else out of line. That'd be interesting to see. Uh, but I, I don't think we'll... I, and you'd get, you'd get legit conversation out of that, I think, from these politicians. I mean, in the past, it, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't... I mean, obviously, it, it's not as crazy as this. This is nuts. Yeah, and I don't, I, I really, I don't know. It's hard to say, though, because both you and I were around, we're at a similar point in life, and and now we're finally like, you know, no. I really don't remember that much about the political stuff growing up, but. Hmm. Uh, true, I guess. Like, I don't, I don't remember, I mean, I don't even, I guess I don't even remember debates. Exactly. Anything pre, anything pre-Bush, like that that's the first thing I remember because that's the first time I could vote. So I, other than that, I don't remember, like I don't remember Clinton, obviously Clinton was way before I would watch. Yeah. For, and for me, that was around the time because that's when I was 18. So like the whole Monica Lewinsky thing, I was, well, I was an adult of some age, somewhere in the 18 to 20. Sure. Sure. And I was, I was at the like, ripe age of learning about sex at that time so i'm not even kidding the monica Lewinsky stuff is the stuff that got conversation about sex happening with my generation yeah like i'm not even, I'm, I'm like totally legit like i remember people talking about like blowjobs and me being like i, I have no idea what that is like Wait i don't a minute. get what it about a, what about a cigar what happened 
exactly like that. And, uh, and you know, like even now, I was just talking. My wife and I were driving home, and we're like, "Can you believe that at a time people were mad that like that was hap- like that was the thing compared to what's happening now? Like it's such a it's so weird that that was." That was as crazy. I mean, that was a crazy thing that was happening. Well, that was, they, and, that, and honestly, that was, uh, and it's interesting that there is a just a very, very minor uh, connection in this because it's another Clinton that's running. But yeah, yeah, at that time, that really was the, I think, the most that we expected to see it get bad in politics. Exactly. And, 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 the only and, thing, and the only bad thing about Clinton, let's be honest, I don't mean to make excuses. I absolutely don't. You know, you shouldn't be cheating on your wife. Uh, but um, in that respect, from what I – and I don't know. I'm not a politician, but he's just one that got caught, right? Exactly. I feel like oh, exactly. these guys have a lot I mean, of shit in their closet. That's just me. I mean, JFK obviously was – I mean, everyone talked about that at the time too. Like that was a huge deal. Yeah, Marilyn so Monroe. I mean, and they still talk about. It. Yeah, exactly. They still talk about it now, you know. And it was, it's like one of those things where it, it's something that happens. He got caught. Then this happened. He got caught. And I mean, there's no way every president does it. Like I can't, I can't see Obama having done that. I no, just, I don't it's think like, so. it doesn't make sense to me in my head. I'm like, that guy doesn't seem like the dude that would do that. Not a Reagan. But, I don't see Reagan in that. Kind yeah. Of- <laughs> See, oh, that'd be amazing if it came out as just like Reagan released it his, his like a, on his deathbed. We're, we're unlocking like, the Reagan vault. Yeah, and it's just sex tapes in the Oval Office. The most fucked up Reagan. And it's Reagan just like, well, well, and it's just him banging chicks left and right. Oh my god, that would uh, uh, I would wa- that would kill would the Republican that. Party right there. Reagan that is would, the uh, there is there. He's the pinnacle. And at the time, I'm sure it, it seemed nuts, uh, you know, electing the guy that, that did movies with a monkey, but Reagan got but that elected. But that was the drama. That was the drama of that time. Now it's like pussy grabbing. Then it was like, that guy works with a monkey. Well, I don't even, I don't even know. No, I don't they didn't at all. I'm totally kidding. That, there, that was not the thing. But I just, I love the idea of we we live in this world that's so much more it's so dramatic. It is just like it's all drama. The thing that I uh, I would be interested in, uh, and the people that I feel sorry for in all of this uh, stuff happening, uh, are the people that aren't uh, like us. So let's just assume Midwestern, say like a Midwestern dairy farmer. You know, this is a guy. He's not on his phone all day. He's not connected to the internet. He's not getting the latest news as it is. And all he's doing is he's coming in after a hard day of work. He had himself a quick soak. Sits down to have dinner with his wife, and they're going to watch the five o'clock news, and and they get to hear it there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, exactly. They're like, "Wait a minute, what happened?" He said, Except "What?" I, but I don't, I don't watch the five o'clock news, so I have no idea. But you, you but, can't, you can't, you can't call it out. You just say like he said some terrible sexist things, and I think to them they're like, "Eh, people say terrible sexist things." He's probably making a joke, which. Yeah, kind of. You're right. Uh, and it's just sad that it came out. I mean, it's just it's another 
I don't know. And, and I, it, the thing that too that that really bugs me, uh, being an adult and thinking about this stuff, is you consider the timing of it because it's like, okay, was this dropped in retaliation because of hacked information of alleged uh, emails uh, involving the Clinton campaign and the things those reveal, or vice versa, or was this done uh, as a strategic orchestrated thing? Uh, because it was uh, NBC or somebody else that knows they could strike out at Trump for this and dislodge him uh, just a day or two days before the next presidential debate. I mean, oh, my God, that's exactly what it is. That's the pro- that's my problem with it is it's like this is something they've been holding on to for a specific day to release it. Like, that's what bugs me is it's all I mean, it's politics. I get it. But it's dramatic politics. It's not the right kind of politics. It's manipulation. So it doesn't, but in, in some ways, it is it manipulation. manipulation. I, I, it almost makes me as mad that it came out now or that they're they're putting this out now that as it is that it came out. You know what I mean? Like, because it's like you you, you waited until now. Why? Why? Why is this happening like this? Because they need to be able to still get uh, the Washington Post while people are in the office. On Friday, exactly. and and just, they, that all fucking bugs me. That's why I hate, well, hate dude, even and, like paying attention to it. Yeah, <laughs> look at the application of it as well, because it's like, okay, now we can also reduce the ability to effectively respond. It's like you're going to hit this news cycle, and then there's a certain window until you can answer to it again, right? Sure. I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't know. All I'm saying is, what if we just said, I don't know, man, for the next like 45? There's, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I just don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't know either. I'm not doing this for 45 minutes. So, anyway, that'd be amazing. Oh, that'd be the best podcast ever. But, oh, Okay, I, I don't know if you want to switch topics completely or yeah, if you want to. Fine by me. I'm all trumped out. Did you see Power Rangers trailer? I actually haven't yet. Shit! I thought I had a. T- I thought I was gonna be like cutting edge because it came out today. It just dropped, and I I, I grew up kind of late for Power Rangers. Like I was right on that end spot. Like I watched first season Power Rangers, and then it kind of it wasn't in my uh it wasn't pop culture to me or whatever right so uh, i wasn't as excited for this and i saw the trailer and even i i I know a lot of people are coming out saying they they're not overly happy with this trailer oh really but i just watched it going like what is this like what i don't remember power rangers being like this at all and maybe it's just my group of friends or whatever or like my social media but everyone seems pretty negative well you know all i know is that uh just from the images that i have seen that came from it it does seem that they do more morphing um so maybe it's it's got a it yeah but they're also doing some weird like super super it feels like a superhero movie and not in a positive way not like a fun superhero movie it feels like they're trying to add more to something that should be kind of stupid they're they they're attempting to attribute way too much gravitas to uh, something that was a thirty minute kids show on uh, exactly like four o'clock every afternoon. 
they're swimming underwater, holding their breath, and doing like flying, do, like they're flying through the air. Do you seriously think that there is a that I don't even know who directed it, but do you think there is uh, the director of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie? Who is like, I don't think you understand, man. This is Power Rangers. This has to have credibility. Exactly. Yeah, and I, that's the thing. is, It's the G.I. Joe thing again. G.I. Joe, the first G.I. Joe movie came out, and everyone was like, uh, what? Like, what is, what is this? They're wearing, like, super suits? This is I want a guy Joe. in a sailor costume. Like, where's my sailor? Where is my goddamn sailor? Like it, that's it's the same thing where it's like I just want to see a monster and a bunch of people fight this thing. Yeah, does I that make sense? Know. Yeah, perfectly. And, and I, that's what it seems to be. The like I remember Brian Cranston did this whole spiel where he's like, they're making they're making Power Rangers heartfelt and deep, and everyone was like, well, Brian Cranston is st- saying it, so I, I guess maybe it'll be good. I mean, it's Breaking Bad. It's Walter White. He's yeah. got good taste. And now everyone is like, Brian Cranston's full of shit. Well, I'm not comfortable. You know, of all the disturbing things I've heard in the last 24 hours, that one upsets me the <laughs> Brian most. Brian Cranston's full of shit. You don't, you don't mess with Brian Cranston in you my don't. book. And maybe it's a good movie, but the trailer just, it's and, and it's a teaser, and I, I hate to go by trailers, but I just, I watched it and went like, this is what they're doing? This you is know, what it is. And the thing is, I, I'm at the point now where I don't want to support Hollywood trickling out uh, teaser trailers for yeah. trailers. And here's the advanced. Tra- you know what? Well, no. It's, it's not even you. like. Just a- give me one trailer. Pick yeah. a time. Give me the trailer. Let me enjoy it. None of this spoon you- fed bullshit. I had that moment where I was like at a theater. What was I watching? Oh, fucking Suicide Squad. I was watching Suicide Squad and the trailers all played. And I was like, I've seen all of these trailers. And it it clicked in my head that at one point, that would have been an amazing moment. Like, some of those trailers were awesome trailers, but I already seen them. So it was that moment of, why are they still playing trailers before movies? Because we all see them online way before. Yeah, I, I don't. Well, actually, that's not true. Occasionally, they do slip something in. There was one where uh, some... Uh, I, I can't remember. I think the name of the movie may have been About Time. It was about uh, a guy who learns from his dad that the guys in his family have the ability to travel in time. And he learns about the perils uh, of doing that uh, just as a simple everyday person, you know, and then the, okay. the effects that you can have. But it was a really good movie. I would not have been aware of it if it hadn't been a trailer before uh, whatever it was playing before. I don't remember what movie I saw at the time. I wouldn't sure. have been aware of it. Uh, I, I still now, didn't go see it. I waited until it was on cable, but yeah. Exactly. And that's what that that's what I'm finding. And I'm the worst guy to be on a, like a podcast tr- talking about comics and tech and blah, blah, blah. Because I'm not that guy. I've talked about this on the podcast before. I don't really go see the big movies, the blockbusters. I'm such a like small-time horror movie fan. Like My favorite movie in the past few years is this movie called creep that is like a found footage movie that it's no one saw and it's amazing um but that i never would have seen that trailer you know what i mean and then then i saw when i i did see a trailer for movie that i thought looked really good it it was a 
It's a Jodie Foster movie, actually, with George Clooney and some guy. I never, I still haven't seen it though. Like, it's not, it's a relatively recent movie. I saw it last year, a trailer for it, and I still haven't seen it. But yeah, I think I know, I have vague memories of a, what you may be talking about, but I didn't see it either. Yeah, it's like a guy walks into a news room with bombs attached to him and he's whatever. And I saw the trailer and was like, ah, I might see that flick. I didn't, but that's a trailer I would never see online. But overall, we see the big blockbuster movie trailers way earlier. Yeah. Which I remember. I remember seeing like this is funny. I I remember seeing the trailer for Superman Returns before something. I don't remember what the movie was I was seeing because the the trailer stood out more than the movie that I saw because I was like, this looks fucking awesome. And I saw it in the theater. And then obviously Superman Returns was what it was. Moody, broody Superman. And and, and once again, that that wacky Lex Luthor is up to some uh, land (laughs) purchase scam. It's all about property with him. I um, Um, actually, you know what? I just watched uh, in the past couple days uh, because it became available on digital purchase. I didn't watch it in the theater, and this is the first time uh, since they rebooted Star Trek that I haven't seen the movie in the theater. And I'm I'm kind of bummed because of the three. This is the one that felt most like a Star Trek project. Nice. See, and that's the one I, I didn't see that one either. I saw the other two in the theater. And well, and, I, and I think it's interesting. I think, I think I we all had a uh, kind of a predisposition to expect something of it when we learned that the guy that was uh, a Fast and Furious director uh, would be taking it on. But I admit that what they did and what he brought to it was uh, was interesting. And it was co-written by Simon Pegg. And the beautiful thing that I appreciated about it is that it was uh, it was a, a well-crafted story as well. Uh, in, in respect to we're going to introduce something and it's not just uh, a red herring or a gaffigan or whatever they call it. It's yeah, uh, that's it, it's it, that was which was my my gripe with the second one. Yeah. I mean, whereas I that we, this one, dude, it, it like every element that they bring up pays off. It was it's it a was, movie. It's like a movie that isn't it's not a it's not a fan thing. It's not a movie that was made for the fans. That's my that's my problem with a lot of these movies. They did it with the recent Bond movie is they they don't make it to be just a movie. They make it for people who are on the inside and get little things and it's all inside jokes and stuff. They still Some have of a, that's they, fun. they still do weave it in a little bit. Like there's one moment where uh, they discover a, a star sh- a Starfleet ship that had been lost, and and Kirk says, "Whatever happened to it?" And Scotty is running down the things that you know it was like an unknown anomaly, uh, or uh, people have said it's all kinds of things, an unknown anomaly, a giant green hand in space grabbed it. We don't know, and that was a reference to the original series when you sure. Know, and, and I thought that that's was just not really, that's not really the same though. Like I'm okay with inside jokes and stuff, or like whatever, like referential stuff but it's like when the trailer is setting things up and there's all i mean the con thing from the second one it's just like we all we all fucking get it it's it's obvious we all knew this was coming and then it and then they play it out and you're like yeah but it's then they did the whole thing with the switching the guys i it's just it's too the whole plot has been done and it's all inside. That's Instead true. Of just being a movie. Star just Trek 2 was movie. way too on the nose, I guess is the best way to put it. It's not a terrible movie. I actually didn't think it was that bad. I just, I really just, I wanted a good movie, especially what? from those actors. I just wanted to watch them act and be, and like the first one was so fun to watch for me. I mean, it, it, that movie, I really loved the first one. I thought it was great. 
and or had really great moments at least. That that intro is one of the most amazing intros to a movie I've ever seen. I, yeah, I thought it was good. Um, the second one, though, my biggest problem with it is they introduced one element that eliminated the need for for space travel at all, except for one place to go out and like scope out locations and get coordinates because like Khan is in this dinky little ship on Earth and then somehow transports himself all the way over to Klingon. So yeah. it's like, uh, okay, well, if you can do that, then you don't need a ship to travel out and go get them. You don't need ships to totally. travel, period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One yes. stupid little plot oh. contrivance that, that un- unweaves the entire tapestry for me. Exactly. And I and that's why I'm glad to hear you say that this one is worth a watch because I I was excited to watch it and it's a great to me it's a perfect after the kids are in bed I'm going to throw it on if my wife wants to watch fine otherwise I'm just going to enjoy watching a movie cuz it happens so rarely in my dad life that I need stuff like that sometimes. I, so that's yeah. going to be a good one, I think. I, I'm telling you, I hope you, I hope you get a kick out of it as much as I did because it really was a, it, 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 it felt like almost an episode of the original series in at least the, the, the story and the sense and the structure of it all. That's what I was hoping for from the second one, honestly. Especially when it started, the opening to the second one, I'm like, oh, is this going to be silly adventures and fun? And all of these really dramatic trailers. You know, where we all knew it was Khan and what was going to happen. We're kind of that was the the red herring or whatever that it's really going to be adventures. And it was not. Adventures. No, it wasn't. I, it I, wasn't at all. I that, just want adventures. <laughs> well, and that's, that's what they, I'm actually quasi excited for. They're, they're doing a new show. I've seen bits yes. and pieces of trailers and it makes me go like, man, can they actually can they pull it off? Can they give us something that I know they've tried like six times because I was a, I was a. A next generation kid. Like mm-hmm. I grew up on next generation. I still love it to this day, man. I fucking think that show is genius. It really and, it was very well structured. It had a great uh cast and the story quality after they got past uh the second season just Exactly. I was I was literally just gonna say the second and you gotta get past the seconds. The first the, especially the first season. Oh, oh, that's a hard watch. So I hate I like I tell people when they're like Star Trek is dumb i'm like no nah, man third season jump into t jump into the next generation third season you're gonna love it it's smart it's fun and it does some wacky shit yeah they uh they and they really upped the ante once they brought in the borg and everything else it was just like wow this this actually became something i mean and they even somehow wove social commentary into the show again instead of just being uh, this this schlocky thing that borrows certain elements from the original, and it, it actually became something. Like even addressing uh, the uh, concerns of, of like captured military and how they could be brainwashed. You know, yep. I, I, I don't know anybody that wa- that didn't watch the Next Generation that won't know what I'm saying when I say there are four lights. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, uh, and. And that's when I saw that they were doing a new show. I'm, I was hoping that they, I, I am hoping because I haven't, obviously it's not out, but I'm hoping that they're going to get the TNG of it all. You know what I mean? Like I'm hoping that it has that sort of a mentality. We'll see. Uh, is I think it's being headed up by Brian Fuller, isn't it? 
I think so. That's yeah, yeah I'm and, pretty and, positive. And the other thing that's interesting about it is that it is set in God, this sounds so nerdy. It's set in the original Star Trek universe, not the rebooted cinematic one. So I didn't even I honestly didn't know. I I don't know that much about it, but my hope is that it's just kind of I mean like I hope it is just its own thing in heart. You know what I mean? Like it has its own you can watch it on its own and just live in every episode. Hopefully. Which is that's the thing that's the thing I love about The Flash. Now I love The Flash. I love that show. Because and it's a show I should fucking hate. I I know that sounds weird, <laughs> but I I should hate it. It's so it's so not it's there's no blood. There's no cussing. There's none of the thing there's no there's no dick jokes. There's nope. not a single dick joke. No. But you watch an episode and it's just monster of the week fun. It's just the most fucking fun. I can watch it with my kids in the room and not have to worry. But I can also watch it on my own and know that I'm not going to be bored. Yeah. I, 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 me and my wife watched that show and I, it started and I was like, God, this is kind of cheesy, Jenny. And I kept watching. And the only reason I started watching was because Kevin talked so highly of it. And I was like, God, this is kind of, this is kind of cheesy. This is cheesy. Two episodes in, I'm like, this is, or three, I think, I think it took me like three or four episodes. And I'm like, this is awesome. This is awesome. And then, you know, once Grodd got in there, I was just like, oh my God, this is the fucking coolest thing I've seen in a long time. Yeah. So I, I started, I, I started watching it when it was after the first season had completed its run. Yep, me too. And uh, I think it had first become available on Netflix or Hulu or wherever. That's when I started watching it. And just because I I, I had meant, meant to watch it, uh, but, you know, I had a predisposition to not watch it because I had seen Arrow in its first season and it wasn't my cup of tea. And so it was the yep. same people. But then I gave it a chance. And the thing that got me... Uh, the reason why they were able to hook me was because even in the first episode, I said, holy crap, they've, they've made the connection. They realized that, uh, uh, an hour of television on TV uses the exact same structure as a comic book and they can, mm -hmm. and, and every episode literally is, is lays out and plays out like a comic book. And I was just like, exactly. Oh my God. And it, from that moment, I was in. It was just, and and it was just as simple as that simple little flash at the end, and then it shows us something else. The exactly. same way yeah, a yeah, comic yeah. book would take the last page to tease something new. Also, th they were absolutely brilliant in hiring Tom Cavanaugh because the 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 dude. I don't know. I don't know the actor's name that plays the Flash. I apologize. Grant Gustin. That dude started out rocky. His first couple episodes, his performance was very strange, like very WB, and it felt WB. And Tom Cavanaugh just slot. He's so amazing that I was like, he's going to teach these kids to act. And it made me curious what it was, what was going to happen. And by episode three, you're going to have to say his name again. Grant Custon. Grant Custon. I was like in. I'm like, wow, this boy can act, man. He learned fast how to act yeah because in the first couple episodes he really kind of came across as the uh as the absent-minded csi tech kinda. exactly he was he was 
WB acting, taking his shirt off a lot and this stuff. Is, it why was, is this guy? He, this is like the stupidest scientist I've ever seen. Exactly, and it was very cheesy. And I, I that's what. And I'm a, I'm a total director in that I actually do direct. So acting is the thing that I've had to learn to pay a lot of attention to. So when I see bad acting, I just immediately am like, I can't, I can't do this because I want to scream at them. I want to just go like. Don't do it like that, please. My wife was and, my wife was that way when I was watching Veronica Mars. She's like, teenagers don't talk like that. Yeah, sure. Why, I well, can't stand I, these shows you watch where teenagers are talking like adults. It makes exactly. no sense. Adults yeah, don't talk so, like that. And th- that's how it was with CSI teen shirtless boy, who was like you said the the most like. Absent teenage scientist Absent, yeah he was it was it was awful and i it drove me nuts but tom cavanaugh kept he kept my hope because i love me some tom cavanaugh uh, i watched ed when it was on and it was one of my favorites and it was ed, do you know what ed is yeah 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 the nbc show there was a certain um how do i say this there was a certain electricity to life that his character on that show brought exactly yeah yeah and like he Tom Cavanaugh has a way of acting that's so casual and fun to watch. He was also on Scrubs and just was amazing. Yeah, so, he, he played what's-his-name's brother on that, right? Yeah, Zach Rapp's brother, and he's some of the funniest jokes. He was great. But I, I, got, I got way into his character in The Flash, and I think hiring him, I think everyone upped their game and, and found like that kind of loose performing because that show has this great loose performance that is like Tom Cavanaugh's style of acting. And because it's a TV show, there's multiple directors. The director doesn't necessarily teach acting to people like they do in a movie. You know, in a movie, the director kind of forms the performance. And, you know, not that actors don't do anything, but directors definitely do a lot to help the actors find what they're going to do. With TV shows, it's kind of like the executive producers help. And I think there's there's like a big thing between the actors as well. And I think Tom Cavanaugh helped. I also think um, the dad, uh, police dad. Oh, uh, the guy that, yeah, I know you. Just go ahead and move on. I can't remember his name. You know what I'm talking about, police dad. Yeah. He, he, he's so good too, man. Yeah. They, they hired these really great older actors, and then they hired typical WB. I mean, because there's a lot of bad, you know, Gilmore Girls ish type show. I don't agree. They, oh, on the WB, not not in the on WB. On, I mean, in the past, I don't. Now it seems like that's changing. The WB is like up their game immensely because Arrow got good. Yeah, that was, Arrow changed. I don't. I don't know how because it was shirtless boys and it was well. The, I, again, <laughs> I think that's because of the Flash, though. I think uh, that there were so many things that kind of. Uh, changed and showed that you can get a you can do this kind of show uh, sure. and and that kind of i think helped transfer arrow in some ways did you see the honest trailer for the flash that was done the guy yes it was so it, that's how it, that's exactly how i feel i watched that going like that's me you're me it's like how can they not know this guy's the bad guy because <laughs> he's just like yeah, every yeah. time he's always creepily in the room yeah totally uh, yeah that was awesome um yeah, it's a great show. I don't know how we got in the flesh. Sorry, I'm, I, I totally like got 
diverged us from one conversation into another because I like the flash. I really it, do. It's, it's okay. I, 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 you know, sometimes you just got to talk about the things that you're unabashedly enjoying. And, and then the flash is definitely one of them. And, and it's, it's a relevant topic because it not only uh, just came back on the air, uh, but also the seventh episode we know was directed by Kevin Smith. So, uh, you know, he's topical. So it's it's all sure. Good, that's a good point. That is a good point. That is topical. Oh, works. Uh, but you know uh, what? I, unfortunately, we got to wind down because I have yeah. Holy familial... cow! Going. Well, I know. I I look down and I'm like, whoa! It's been almost an hour and a half. Whoops! I did the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, at least we know that the conversation was good for two people in the room, and that's all that counts. So, uh, uh, thanks for totally. tuning in, Josh. Thank you very much. Make sure everybody uh, knows where they can find your stuff uh patreon.com slash flush studios you go on there and you can subscribe for a dollar there's some stuff on there for free but you can subscribe for a dollar five dollars or ten dollars and you get a little bit more with each tier but there's a new comic every monday uh called i'm awful thanks for asking there are behind the scenes of chum a short film i'm doing graywood's plot a feature film i'm doing and every other project that i work on in between and after so uh, please join that because it helps support Flush Studios, but also you get really awesome stuff with it. So There you go. So be sure to check that out, and uh, don't forget, you go to netheadsonair.com, find out everything about the show, not to mention all the wonderful links you can click to help support us as well. Until next time, my name is Will. I'm Josh. And you've been listening to another edition of Neheads on Smodco Internet Radio. Blammo. At Smodcast.com. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker. Signing off. I know, right? But stop being a little Nancy and deal with it. NetHeads. NetHeads. We'll be back soon. Goodbye. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com. You know, I got to thank the nice people at YouTube because it's always nice when you get near the end of the broadcast and suddenly you get a a pop-up warning letting you know that uh, there's been an issue uh, with your file. Restart. Well, thanks, guys. Appreciate that. The good news is I've recorded the audio the whole time, so we're still covered. It's always good to have a backup, friends. Remember that. It is always good to have a backup. Well, and you've you've been recording the entire thing yourself from there, right? Uh, yeah.